Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. It's a beautiful day here in Los Angeles. It's a little bit chilly outside. It's raining. It's a wonderful day over here. The purpose of this show is meant to provide a basic overview of proven tactics for videotaping police at demonstrations. Video cameras are, if properly employed, one of the most effective tools for documenting what actually occurs and containing excesses by the police. The majority of arrests are usually a form of control and harassment. During a typical demonstration, there are usually for trivial things such as jaywalking or offensive littering, example, throwing a cigarette butt down in the street. Other times, there may be blatantly over-the-top behaviors, even involving the use of chemical agents and projectile weapons, or circling hundreds of demonstrators followed by mass arrests. In any case, letting the police know that there's a record being made and that they are accountable is the best way for law-abiding citizens to control and prevent these harassing tactics. Good morning. Welcome to the Body of Verde, a weekly political radio show from Los Angeles, sponsored by East Los Angeles Community Law and Civil Rights Center, self-help legal solutions and resources for the entire community. This is Carlos Montenegro and bienvenidos to the neighborhood. The first thing that I always want to make clear before I start every show is that I'm not a lawyer, I'm just a law student. I am not here today to advocate being uncooperative with legal government authorities and or the cops, but I am here today to offer everybody of the community a free training in knowing your rights as American citizens. The East Los Angeles Community Law and Civil Rights Center is a nonprofit corporation offering a wide range of self-help legal services to the community of Los Angeles for immigrants or individuals who are economically challenged. The East Los Angeles Community Law and Civil Rights Center provides free and low-cost informational services to those who cannot afford it, legal representation of an attorney, and who are unable to fill out the legal forms and self-representation cases on their own for lack of understanding the complexity of the law in self-pursuit of their personal freedoms, civil liberties, justice, and equality. The East Los Angeles Community Law and Civil Rights Center is located at 4765 Whittier Boulevard in East Los Angeles, California, 90022. Our telephone number is Erico 310-619-3634. Our email is East Los Angeles Law Center at gmail.com. And if you're interested today um, in receiving a free PDF of today's broadcast, it will be available. All you have to do is email me. We also have a guide that our center puts out, and it will be available soon for $9.99, which is a handy-dandy little book um, of civil rights. And um, this one is entitled A Guide to Videotaping the Police During Political Demonstrations. Um, It was written by me. And it's available for $9.99, perfect bound, and has a lot more information than that which we will cover in in today's show. So let's get rolling here um, with our with our show today, and what I wrote out for the show. One, videotaping police during political demonstrations. The purpose of this manual is meant to provide a basic overview of proven tactics for videotaping police at demonstrations. This information is presented with the hope of having as many people as possible in these demonstrations carrying video cameras and having knowledge of how to use them effectively. 
It is hoped that you, the reader, will become one of these people when at a peaceful demonstration. Why videotape the police? I'll tell you why. Video cameras are, if properly employed, one of the most effective tools for documenting what occurs and containing excesses by the police. The majority of arrests are usually a form of control and harassment, and during the typical demonstration, they are usually for trivial things like jaywalking, offensive littering, example, throwing a cigarette butt down in the street. Other times, there may be blatantly over-the-top behaviors, even involving the use of chemical agents and projectile weapons, or circling hundreds of demonstrators, followed by mass arrests. In any case, letting the police know that there is a record being made and that they are accountable is one of the best ways for law-abiding citizens to control and prevent these harassing tactics. Assembling a team for videotaping police. Like a person involved in any sort of direct action, the person videotaping may utilize and might require support. Support positions may include the following, a runner. A runner is a person person's responsibility to take any tape the person with the video camera makes of the police activity and to get the tape out of the area as quickly as possible for obvious reasons. Buddy, also known as Eyes, this person keeps an eye on what's going on as the person with the video camera photographs the action. This person is watchful for A, other incidents, and B, any police officer or officers approaching a video camera operator. This person can provide descriptions of what occurred for later broadcast or legal records. This person can also interview witnesses or victims of police misconduct. It is also a good idea if several people with video cameras work together. One or more can go in close and others can hang out in the back. By recording what is happening to the person going in close, the people on the periphery provide an increased measure of safety. Alternatively, people with cameras may stand on opposite sides of the incident. In this way, they both monitor each other and make a more complete record of what is actually occurring. What to videotape during a demonstration? A, using video cameras to prevent arrest and beatings. What is important to videotape depends a lot upon what occurs. Sometimes cops seem to be trying to fill a minimum quota for numbers of arrests. Then you'll see them arrest people for stupid things like jaywalking, offensive littering, and once again, discarding a cigarette butt or simply because someone is standing on the wrong side of the line. Let's face it, mass demonstrations are big overtime bucks for cops, um, and they do make a lot of money. So by arresting people, it justifies them receiving this extravagant pay. In these cases, it's a good idea to be proactive. Whenever you see a cop, or especially several cops, moving to some demonstrations, your video camera should be on. If it's if it's night, then you've got then you've got a light on your camera. Turn it on too. If cops are aware that they are being recorded, this can prevent many arrests. To anticipate what the police are doing, you'll want to pay close attention to them and begin to notice the nuances of what they're doing. If several of them start marching in a single direction, if they change to a harder riot uniform, those are indications that something is going to occur. Your camera should be rolling at all times. A good strategy is to bring more tape and batteries than you anticipated that you need. When police do something, it happens very quickly. It's recommended that you have your camera running anytime you even suspect that something might be about to jump down, jump off, or occur. 
many of the videotapes that are produced during demonstrations only capture what's going on after something takes place. It takes a while for a video camera to power up and then begin to run tape. If you start rolling tape when the incident's about to start, you're probably going to miss a lot. Tape is inexpensive. Batteries are rechargeable. If you have a choice, use them and edit down. B, videotaping when the police do arrest, decide to arrest or abuse somebody. One choice to make is how much of a participant you'll be willing to be while videotaping. Being as professional and as neutral as possible will maximize your credibility both in the field and when appearing in court later on. If you're there with a first in in one hand, with a fist in one hand, your camera in another, and a shirt that says, fuck the cops, and if your audio tracks got you saying, chance, good luck on getting a jury to believe your tapes, an objective record, okay, good luck. It is okay, and it can be important to let the police know that you are videotaping them while you are making an arrest, while they're, while they're making an arrest. While there are some cops who join the force of altruistic reasons and are relatively decent people, there are some that seem to enjoy hurting people. Given that a study by a New England Journal of Medicine showed a substantial number are spousal abusers, this should not be a complete surprise to everybody, should it? Tactics observed in past demonstrations include police tossing a demonstrator between them to make it look as if the person was resisting arrest. Police also circle around people so that what they are doing to them cannot be seen. This is precisely why it is important to videotape every arrest and every potential arrest that takes place. The police hate to be seen doing these things, and video cameras are simply the best tool for exposing and controlling this awful behavior. If a cop knows that they are being videotaped when the arrest is going down, the arrest is likely to be a lot gentler. This is especially true if the cop or cops believe the tape is going to be broadcasted somewhere else, YouTube, the news. CNN. Most of the local cops have families who live in the area. They don't want their parents, children, or spouses to see them behaving in such a brutal manner. Asking the arrested officers questions such as their names, badge numbers, supervisors, um, supervising officer, and the uh, charge can let the police know that they're being watched and get information at the same time. The more accountable the police officer feels that they are, the better the chance that they're liable to behave during an, an arrest. If you do tape a cop being particularly brutal, keep try keeping it on your local um, on your local cable access channel for the next six months. Um, making sure the official's name gets mentioned, officer's name gets mentioned, a whole bunch. This can do a lot to change behavior. When cops cluster around their victim, one of the most common techniques cops use when they're arresting someone or excessive force is to circle around their victims or victim so they can't be seen. There are several techniques for for penetrating the cops um, when they go into a circle during arrest. One is simply get in as close as you can. Um, can. Since cops have been known to attack cameras with their batons, this is where older or less expensive cameras are, rec are recommended. It is really a good idea in a situation to have someone holding the cameraman's backpack and ready to yank him or her out of a situation. The other strategy when cops circle around someone they are arresting is to hold the video camera above your head and point down. This is where the flip-out view scenes on some of the newer cameras can be most effective. 
a good image stabilizer is helpful too. If your camera lacks one of these side screens, the best technique has proven to be putting your lens as wide as it can go and simply pointing the lens at the action while holding the camera over your head. What's useful to get on videotape? In these sorts of situations, most attorneys find it useful to show the physical relationship between the actors. The most typical charges um, and demonstrations revolve around things like people crossing the line on the street or standing at the curb instead of the sidewalk. Many an arrest charge has been dismissed simply because it's been shown a person was not standing what the officer said they were. If you begin videotaping an incident, it's a good idea to leave the camera running until the incident is over. Many prosecutors try to use the gaps in a videotape to attack it. Pictures is to try to brace yourself against something so that your camera doesn't shake. Again, the image stabilizer function on your camera can help there. But it's still limited in terms of how much it can correct. Since you're trying to cover a lot of the action, leaving your camera in wide angle is recommended. If you're trying to make a record, it's a good idea to take the time to get the great location and the right speed on your camera. Since it's difficult to um since it's difficult to get details such as street signs or badge numbers when you're on the fly, it's often better to read these into your microphone. For example, let me repeat that. Read the time and location constantly into the microphone of your camera, particularly at the beginning or ending of a shot. If you're making a record of an extended event, it's a good idea to record some tape um, every five minutes or so. You can make notes of such thing as the demeanor of the crowd, numbers of the people present, number of the police present. If they are wearing hard or soft uniforms, number of the weapons that they might have, that they are carrying their demeanor, etc. Remember that the police have people in their um, have people in their employee designation designated to capture what demonstrators are doing. So your main job is to keep an eye out on the police. Oh, and in case I forgot, it's actually a really good idea at the beginning or the end of each shot to read out the location, time, and date. Interviewing witnesses. It's always a good idea to interview witnesses. The basic technique for friendly for friendly is to start with a very open-ended question. This can be something like, what happened? Can you describe it? From there, you can start going into specific things like, what happened next? How did folks react? Did anybody see anyone get hurt? How? Etc. The general approach that if you've got a coherent, friendly witness is to start broad and get narrower, narrower and more specific. If anything's unclear during the interview, it will be unclear to the audience. Then um, ask them to explain why. What happened? If, wit if the witness may be a little frazzled, you might start with a slightly leading question. What did the cops just do? So you were just tear gassed. How did it happen? Are good examples of this. If you've got a witness who's completely frazzled, you might want to cut your losses if they're taking too much time. It's always a balancing act between what your subject's doing and what else is going on around you. Hence, if you see others giving the same giving the, getting the same interview, it may not be the best use of your talents to cluster in and get the same interview instead. Focus on what else is happening or is likely to happen. Ideally, video, um, videographers share their footage.
It's a great idea to get a, uh, to get a contact for your witness also. If you're not someone who's known to them, witnesses may be reluctant to give their information, even their names. It's understandable. One thing that's worked is to have a piece of paper that they can mail later to either your organization or the legal support group. Again, a good idea for people to work together. One good location to do interviews is around where the medics are working. It's good to have a record of people when they're injured, uh, their injuries are fresh, and to make visual documentation of them. Again, though, there's a balancing act here, and you don't want to interfere with someone who's just been injured. Evaluate the situation, take lots of deep breaths, barring chemical agents, and use common sense. Another good thing is to have folks outside the jails um, at the end of an action to talk to to releases about any in um, irregularities or abuses or anything that the cops may have said to them or that has occurred that might be suggestive of being um, abusive or perhaps having their civil rights violated. If they're too frazzled, see the above about getting contact information. Witnessing um, um, left, uh, least left, lethal weapons and other use of force, projectile weapons, rubber bullets, bean bags, Dowels, et cetera, should be fired at certain distances. Even if you missed an incident on videotape, you should read into your video camera a record of how far the weapon was fired by the police and before it struck somebody. Many of these weapons are meant to be skip fired. That is not fired directly at the people, but ricocheted off the ground. Note, if a weapon is fired directly at someone... There are limited areas of the body where someone may be struck safely. Generally, these areas um, in, are the same areas that it's okay to spank a child, the meaty areas, the thighs, the buttocks, period. Under almost no circumstances should someone be struck with, um, with these weapons in the head or remotely near any of their vital organs. Of course, these are all violently um, violated routinely, more often than none. Document them. Get witnesses. Get officer's name or available identification. If none visible, get that. Oh, and record the time, date, location, and any witness statements about what led up to the attack. See above for getting contact information. Chemical agents include CS or tear gas, um, the kind that was used in Viet Cong by, on the Viet Cong by our government uh, during the NAM war, NLC, or pepper spray. There are strict rules about the distance that these can be used from and the length of exposure that a victim can receive. Note these. These weapons should only be used in areas where there is free-flowing air. If it's a confined place, car, phone booth, doorway, etc., the person being exposed to the two more than even the manufacturer's deemed safe could cause a problem. Make a record of this as above. Time, location, contacts, etc., also note if the person receives medical treatment. These are required by the manufacturers. Interface by cops with medics and other administrating the aid that the cops should is something to document also. And more basic tips. It's crucial to have several videotapes. If you videotape tape an incident, a runner can get it out of the area and you can continue videotaping. If the cops start circling action and look like they're ready to start making an arrest, you can get your videotape out of the area and keep taping. It's nerve-wracking to have it have to decide if you want to stay in the area or get what's hap- or, or get what's happening or get out and save the tape you've already shot. 
it's better to prevent yourself from being in that situation. And it's uh, also good to carry extra batteries. Typically, the worst acts of police misconduct come at the end of the day, particularly when police are tired. It is also when video um, videographers tend to run out of power for their camcorders. Some batteries go as long as 15 hours on the single charge. If you're going to be doing this a while, batteries are a very, very good investment. And they're also um, where a lot of the markup is, so you can barter with a salesperson around, around this or check you know, for open box ones. If you're working with an attorney, labeling a tape, attorney work product, privilege and confidential makes it a lot, a little bit harder for the police to use it without your permission. This depends a lot on the jurisdiction and is stronger in some areas than others. You may have more rights um, um, even with a credential uh, with a credential press. Boy, uh, uh, choice of video camera. The choice of video camera is also something to consider. Video cameras run the gamut from relatively inexpensive ones costing $300 or less to ones that range into the tens of thousands of dollars. One of the first criteria to consider if you're going to be getting close to the cops is what you can afford to lose. Unfortunately, camera-shy cops do occasionally try to break video cameras. Thus, you may wish to simply purchase a camera that won't leave you bankrupt if it is injured or destroyed. Also, the cameras that give you the best image on Broadway with streets aren't often the ones that you get um, that get you a clean image of a well-lit, interviewed subject. <clears throat> Selection of a format if you are getting a video camera. Video cameras come in a variety of tape formats. There's low-end analog. These are the most basic formats, 8mm VHS, same VHS of the relatively um, inexpensive camcorders on the market. My personal bias is to 8mm um, over the slightly more conventional VHS-C camcorders because you get more tape for your money. Slightly better resolution, roughly 240 lines of resolution versus roughly 280 lines. And the tapes hold up better over repeated use. 8mm gives you a two-hour tape that can run anywhere from $2 to $8 depending on the vendor and the quality of tape. VHS-C gives you a half hour of tape for the same amount of money and usually records in mono. The one advantage of VHS-C is that it can play in a VHS-VCR. 8mm requires you to use your camera for playback, although um, it's relatively easy to copy to a VHS or other format. Reliable, no-nonsense 8mm cameras are super cheap with the influx of di digital um, digital, $200 is not unheard of. The drawback to influx, um, influx of digital is that the lower end cameras are not made more, uh, are not made with as many features as they once were. Few, for example, have microphone inputs, which are crucial if you'll be using your camera to record speakers. High end analog. Other formats will improve your picture. Um, are worth considering if you're looking at putting your work on the media. High 8 and the, um, and the somewhat rare SVHS will give you about 50% more resolution, roughly 400 lines of resolution than 8mm or VHS. You'll be looking at $300 for the most basic model, though you can occasionally find them for less as, a digital, as newer digital cameras become more commonplace. Again, there are problems with less available features on the camera as digital becomes more pervasive. 
There are lack of microphone inputs on most current models. Others don't have an input that allows the camera to playback and export the tape at full resolution. The tapes run considerably less money, about actually half the cost per minute of the digital, so can make good, relatively high resolution, um, thrash or second secondary cameras. Entry level digital. Digital 8 or mini DV will double the resolution of an 8 millimeter VHS tape. 500 lines of resolution, but the starting point is around $400. Most of these cameras have fire wire or similar digital input output that enables you to copy either to a computer or other digital video without loss of image quality, much like copying a file in, um, onto a computer disk. You do want to check this with the less expensive models. If you do purchase a digital, it's recommended that you make sure your camera has one of these FireWire inputs. This is um, and an actual FireWire fire wire cable can enable you to trade and copy footage in the field with another video uh, videographer and no less of an image quality whatsoever. The popular format Digital 8 was created out of the older 8mm technologies. These cameras can play back older 8mm and high 8. It generally costs less to run these cameras, tapes cost less, and you tend to get more features for your money. They have several drawbacks. The resolution isn't quite as clean as Mini DV. The cameras are not as ruggedly built, and you have to use the camera for all tape playback as dedicated digital 8x don't exist. These do make it okay street cameras and give you the option of doing digital exports of older 8mm and high 8 video. However, if this is your first camera and you're in this price range, you're probably better off looking at a DV format camera. Mini DV is simply higher resolution, though you're often looking at around $10 or more for a one-hour tape, um, though they can go as low as $4. Older mini DV cameras frequently require more light than the other cameras, so can um, uh, so can often produce beautiful video with enough light, but you can get quite grain they can get quite grainy without it. In most of the newer ones, this problem seems to have been defeated. This is especially true with the higher end cameras with three CCD chips. You'll want to pay attention to the lux rating if you're going um, if you're doing a lot of night shooting. Typically, you'll want one lux um, for this type of work. As the numbers of lux get bigger, you're needing more light. The optical zoom, zoom, the part that comes from lens, not through electronics, and on older mini TV, is also typically less than on the other cameras. Though this seems like it's being rectified in the newer in the newer ones. Other features on video, ca on video cameras. These are features to consider which will improve your video. Though they will um, add a little extra cost, image stabilization is a feature that eliminates shaking and will improve your picture. These are invaluable when you're in a um, wrestling crowd or moving around the police or trying to block you. It can add about $100 to the price, but is becoming ever more common. There are several types of image stabilizers. stabilizers. The worst of these digital crops your image and loses about 35% of your resolution. The best of these is optical image stabilizer. Also acceptable is the chip-based stabilizer or steady shot, which has minimum um, degradation of image.
batteries. The industry is moving from the newer NICADs to longer-running lithium-ion batteries. For NICADs, there are no memory batteries that can give you much longer running time, but still not high as the lithium eons. Uh, with any of these, whatever your average, um, whatever your advertiser or salesperson tells you, it is good to idea to drain them of all power at least once a month and give them a full recharge. Failure to do this will cause your battery to develop a diminished charge. It's an excellent idea to have more than one battery. The advantages tripods can provide a more stable picture. Obviously, the larger ones can. Slow down your speed, though great work for videotaping stage events. Some folks have been known to use single leg tripe um, unipods. The advantages of uh, looking professional. Another school of thought is that the more professional you look, the more the cops are going to be cautious of you. Activists and alternative media folk with cameras that look relatively close to what their networks are carrying and a press pass from what appears to be a respectable news organization have been known to chase off um, um, cops. Most co More common is that um, you are less, less likely to get pushed out of an area by the police. This can allow you to get shots of someone who's an activist wearing a ski mask and nose rings with a camera will, um, with a camera will miss, arrests, interviews, um, etc., also, as cops have begun embracing the technique of blocking all exits to street uh, demos and arresting people, everyone inside, more professional-looking vi videographers have had better luck getting out of these traps. Protecting yourself from the police. With the escalation of police tactics among demonstrators, including chemical agents and projectile weapons, videographers need to be aware of what it is out there so that you can protect yourselves. Some folks are concerned about the image of having a gas mask. The bottom line is if you're laying on the ground with a medic washing tear gas from your eyes, you're not getting video when you shouldn't. A good basic gas mask is recommended and can be purchased from most local army supply type stores um, and avoid anything with glass around the eyes. The Israeli gas masks are the cheapest but are not designed to withstand the heavier duty stuff. It's also a good idea to have a discreet looking bag for this, something that looks more like a video gear bag. Police do tend to target people that they perceive as threatening parents, so it's important to be able to carry it discreetly. Since gas masks have been outlawed as, um, at past demonstrations, it's a good idea to be familiar with other alternatives. One method of, um, of a gas mask is to crush charcoal briquettes and sew them into a cloth. The finished prod, um, product must be large enough to cover both your mouth and nose. Keep this moist. A sealed plastic bag works well. Another method is to soak a large ha handkerchief in vinegar. If gas masks are unavailable, eyes can also be protected with uh, swim goggles, ski goggles. Um, though the cloth areas of the ski goggles should be covered with duct tape or the chemicals may leak in. Other good basic art articles are by Calmets and the protective gear favored by rollerbladers. These will give some protection against batons, while at the same time avoiding a threatening appearance that may provoke police. Getting your videotape seen. If you happen to videotape something particularly damning, getting your tape on the air may be a good course to consider. The logic being is that the cop are, sh um, are shown to repeat the action.
one of the best tools for this um, locally is cable access television. In most areas, a person can, for minimum expense, produce a show they want without uh, corporate interference. If you have lead time before an event, it's a good idea to try to schedule airtime as near to an event as possible. Some access facilities actually have cable drop facilities that can be accessed for live broadcasts from a remote location. There's also other possibilities with increased streaming capabilities for remote productions from the location of a demonstration. Other producers have literally bicycled tapes to city studios. A good format for a show that's not expensive to produce involves setting up a few people with the gift of gab to give commentary in front of a mobile production studio with quickly crude tapes being inserted into the program. There are several quasi-national video outlets such as Free Speech TV, Deep Dish TV that sometimes can be worked with if your event is significantly uh, significant enough. You may also want to consider, if it's particularly damning, negotiating with one of the local stations about airing your piece. Never under any circumstances give the people your original tape. Many of the professionals work directly with the cops, and if you're not sympathetic with the cops, they're certainly reluctant to jeopardize their relationship. Give the professional media only copies of your tape and give them what they want, uh, only what they want to show. If events that your videotape can be re-edited, corporate media may have known to, have been also known to do that. Also, if they offer to pay you, read any contract and make sure that they're not preventing you from showing the piece anywhere else. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's Friday, um, February. Uh, we've had several shows already in the past couple of weeks. I've enjoyed speaking with all of you. Uh, we've had many, many great comments and um, good wishes from local residents and from others as well, from other states. And um, it looks like this year is actually going to be a very, very good year for our center and for our show. This is Carlos Montenegro from the... East Los Angeles Community Law and Civil Rights Center, Self-Help Legal Solutions, and Resources for the Entire Community. If you'd like information about our um, our center, you can call me at 310-619-3634, or you can email me at East Los Angeles Law Center at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a nice weekend. I'll see you next time.